chapter 1, beginning with verse 17, and then we're going to look over at Jonah chapter 2, verse 1. God is good. All the time. All the time. Amen. The Word of God says, And the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. From the inside of the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord God and said, In my distress, I called upon the Lord, and he answered me from the depth of the realm of the dead of the city, and, and you listened to my cry. This time I'd like to go to God in prayer. And Josh, would you lead us in a word of prayer, please? Amen. You may be seated. Now the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. Watch out for the big fish. Probably nobody else in the state of Kentucky preached on that this morning. Watch out for the big fish. Have you ever asked yourself this question before? Why am I still here? You ever asked that? I have before. Why am I still here? Lord, exactly what is your plan? I, I remember, and I've shared this with you all before, my grandma and grandpa was in a nursing home for a bunch of years before they passed away. And mom and dad and I would try our very best to go see them at least two to three times a month. And many times we'd go in and talk to my grandma and my grandpa. And my grandma was always the one that would say, even though she was laying in the, hospital, in the nursing home bed, was able, unable to get up, and she was this there with my grandpa, wasn't able to do anything, she would always be the one. I'd walk in there and she'd say, hold on, my, hold on just a minute, honey. I'm going to get up and fix you something to eat. And I'd always say, Granny, that's okay. I already had something to eat. Mama fed me. But my grandpa would always look at me and say, Honey, why am I still here? Why am I still here? Grandpa, remember I told you all, my, my grandpa loved his bib overalls. He loved his candy. He loved his Mountain Dew. And all of those things had been taken away from him. And he looked at me square in the eye, and he would say to me, why am I still here? And my response back to him, and guess what? I had to say to this to myself a few months ago, and I'm sure some of the rest of you have said this as well to your own self. God is not done with you yet. Praise be to God to that today. Amen? God is not done with you yet. God has a plan for you. God has something in store for you. I believe today, and this should put a smile on your face and you should rejoice in this today. God uses every man, woman, boy, girl, and child, all of us. God uses us all, doesn't he? Amen? To his glory and to his honor. All we have to be willing to do is to accept that call, right? To accept the call of doing God's work. To accept the call of being the person that God wants us to be. I am so blessed today for us all to say today, we have great leadership here at this church. Amen? We have folks that lead us, guide us, and direct us. I'm so glad. We, you sort of take this for granted until it's gone, but aren't you glad we have a piano player and a song leader? Amen? Are we blessed to have that? Are we blessed on most occasions except today because I felt, felt uh, I, I was nicked this morning. 
Most of the time we have a great Sunday school teacher up here, amen. We have great Sunday school teachers in the basement that do things. We have leadership here in the church. I love our leadership. We all get along and we listen to God and God blesses us. But I want you to know something. The leadership here in the church is important. But you know what else? You are just as important. God is calling all of us to do His will. God has something in store for each and every one of us. I believe today that God has a plan. Hopefully you will say amen to this. I believe today that God has a plan for everybody in this church. Amen? And our church is only going to be as strong as when everybody inside of the church listens to the plan of God. Amen? And we do it God's way. You heard me say that a hundred times. Well, maybe more than that. But we do it God's way, God is going to bless us. When we are willing to take into our hearts and our minds and our soul, and we listen to God and accept God into our life, we have to realize that our plan is not always God's plan. And God's plan is the best. God knows what we need in our lives. What does God want from you? What is God asking from you this morning? What is God calling you to be? You might say, well, preacher, I really don't know. Yes, you do. You know where, how God is talking to you. You know what God is saying to you. And that communication that goes on. You've heard me say this many times. I believe that a Christian needs a powerful par- uh, prayer life, don't they? That's your time talking to God. And that's your time listening to God. And God is sharing back with you what He needs in your life. And how you can use what He has given you to help not only yourself, but to help this church. My dad, my dad told me many times growing up, Son, you will understand it when you get older. Did your parents ever tell you that? Son, you will understand it when you get older. And I always remember, thought to myself, Dad, no, I already know everything, right? I'm not going to learn anything. Well, sometimes we as Christians have to realize that. Sometimes we as Christians, we're just not growing up, are we? We stay the same. We're no different than the first day that we were saved. God wants something more than that from us, doesn't he? God has, was there with you on the day that you were saved, but God also wants to be with you every day of your life. God wants you to be able to take on for yourself what He is asking from you. The problem many times is we just don't listen to God. But the title of this sermon this morning was, Watch Out for the Big Fish. What does that mean? God ever taught you a lesson before? Well, if He hasn't, Praise be to God for it. Because let me tell you what, He's taught me many lessons. And He lets me know when I decide that I want to be the person in control. He says, wait a minute, I made you. I gave you breath. I have given you everything that you have in your life. And watch out or not, I can take that all what? Away from you. I can take all that away from you When you start getting a little too big, I don't know if y'all use this over in in Monroe County or not, when you decide you're getting a little too big for your britches, God lets you know He is in control. And you have to watch out for that big fish. Because we know today 
that we serve a jealous God, right? A God that tells you for sure not to have any other God before Him. Not to decide to yourself that you are going to do it someone else's way. One of the things I want to make sure that you know, you don't do it Paul Mills' way. You don't do it any preacher's way. <clears throat> you do it God's way. You listen to God's way. And you listen to the plan that God has for you. I love the story <clears throat> I read to you this morning about Jonah. Jonah knew exactly what God wanted. God exactly told Jonah, this is what I need from you. I need you to go to Nineveh. This is what I need for you to do. There was no hesitation. God didn't say, go to Nineveh if you want to. Or the famous, if you have time to. God said, I, this is what my plan is for you. Jonah knew exactly what God wanted, yet he resisted. Jonah said, well, God, I hear you, but I don't like it. Get that part? God, I hear you, and I hear what you're telling me to do, but God, I really just don't like it. Shame, shame, shame on Jonah, right? Bad, bad, bad Jonah. Well, I guarantee you something. We could all replace Jonah with our names. Amen? God, I hear you. I hear what you say. But there's a whole lot of noise out here. A whole lot of other people telling me not to listen to you. There's a whole lot of other people saying, don't listen to God, I have a better plan for you. Remember I told you that my dad wore hearing aids? And my dad, when he really wanted to hear something, you'd hear it squeak because he turned it up a little bit to hear it. And when he didn't really want to hear anything that my mom had to say, I'd hear him. I'd watch him just roll that down. And my mom would say these famous words. She'll probably be better on how my mama sound than I would. But she would say, Edward, turn that hearing aid up. You're going to hear me now. I'm sure many times God wants to say to us, Paul Mills, turn that hearing aid up. I'm going to tell you what I need from you. And you are going to listen to me. Well, Jonah said, nah. God, I'll do it my way. God, I, I, I want to, you know, it's okay for you to tell me what you'd really like for me to do, but, you know, it's still my life. That's the way people live it today, isn't it? Still my life. I can make my own decisions. I know exactly what I want to do. But we have to be very, very careful for that big fish, don't we? First of all, Jonah heard God's call him, and he ran. God told Jonah to go to Nineveh, but he went to Tars in Spain, in Turkey. God did not tell Jonah, he wanted to go there. God says, I want you to go to Nineveh. One of the things that Jonah found out real quickly, no matter where you are, God knows what you're doing. God knows your heart. And on the way, on the trip, to go to the place that God didn't want him to go, the, the, 
the ship that he was on wrecked, and Jonah was swallowed up or swallowed. Is it swallowed or swallowed? One of those words, right? Was swallowed up by that big fish. Let me tell you what, I have never been in the belly of a fish. Aren't you glad? Amen? Can't imagine. I guarantee you it's dark, right? I guarantee you it's not a place that you'd ever want to go back to again. You wouldn't book it the next year, would you? Say, God, no, I don't, I don't want to be here ever again. And when you are in the belly of a big old fish, I guarantee you something. There's nobody there except you and God. Boy, God got Jonah's attention real quick, didn't he? I, you know, one of the things I know about God is well, my God doesn't have to tell me things over and over again. He speaks with a loud voice, doesn't he? He expects you to hear it. And I'm sure in the, the belly of that fish, when Jonah first started praying, <clears throat> God could have said, well, I, I'm a, I don't want to talk to you right now. I'm mad at you. I don't have time for you today. You just stay in that fish a little bit longer. I believe if God wanted to, Jonah could have stayed in there a month, couldn't he? Let me teach you a lesson. Let me, let me teach you what, what it's really like to be there. But Jonah says that he prayed to God, and God heard his call. The story of Jonah sort of sounds like us sometimes, doesn't it? We know where God wants us to go, but we decide we want to go where we want to go. We want to say what we want to say. We want to do what we want to do. We want to be in the in crowd, so we're not going to say anything that's going to rock the boat. We're just going to do it the same old, same old way. Why are we like Jonah? Because we resist God also. We don't allow God to give us, tell us what he's asking for us. God says to you, I want you to go to Nineveh. Instead of just going to Nineveh, we make every excuse in the world. Any of you ever make any excuses with God? God, I, I'll do it later. God, I'm too busy. And the famous, God, I've got way too much on my plate right now. Life is just the famous words. Life is just too hectic right now, God. I've got too much to do. God, I don't have time for you. Boy, I'm glad of this. Hopefully you'll say amen to this and smile a little bit about this. God always has time for you. Amen? And God always listens to you. And God always tries his very best to provide your every need, doesn't he? And gives you what you need in your life. But so often we say, well, preacher, I would do it, but I'm just afraid to. I'm just afraid. I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't like stepping out in, on new ground or new territory. I like it where I am. It's comfortable here. I don't want to go anywhere else. Why did... Jonah not want to go to Nineveh. He didn't care anything about Nineveh. He wanted to stay with his own people. He wanted to stay with people that loved him and cared for him and was there for him. I was asked a long time ago by some preachers when I used to have to go to preachers meetings. They'd look at me and they'd say, why are you still at the same church? Why do you still preach at the same churches? Why don't you move on to another place? Well, you know, I found out something. And I think Sheila 
people smile and amen on it. It's hard to break in a new church. Y'all realize that? It's just hard to break, break in a new church. You go into a church and everybody just got to learn Brother Paul and Brother Sheila. And they, they'll, they'll learn that name by the next week. Okay, they'll know it's Brother Paul and Sister Sheila. That's there. I said Brother Sheila did. Brother Paul and Sister Sheila or the famous, what do you usually get, honey? The preacher's wife. That's easy to remember. But by the next Sunday, they usually expect us to know all their names too. And we're supposed to have it all down and who's, who's family to who and who, who's this and that and the other. So... You know, I tell everybody, I just stay at my church because I, I just love being around people I know. Amen? Jonah says, I want to stay where I am. I'm afraid to go and try anything else. Sometimes we just don't listen to God and we say to God, well, God, I, I, this old selfishness comes into play, doesn't it? We say, God, God, I, I'm already here. Why do you want me to go anywhere else? God, why can't I just do it my way in the way that I like to do it? God, why does anything have to change? Jonah continued on. What happens? What do we start doing when we start talking to God and resisting God? We start arguing with God, don't we? Now, there's a lot of good people in here that can win arguments. Are you, any of the rest of y'all good at winning arguments? Now, I'm going to ask you this question. Nobody elbow your husband or your wife or give any of those looks. But how many of you have to have the last word? Is there any of you like that in here? There's not a single one, is there? Not a single one. But we just love to have the last word, don't we? And we have no problem arguing with things. Let somebody get your order wrong at McDonald's or you don't like what they're saying to you on the phone. We, we can... We can Start arguing that fast, can't we? I guarantee you there's something you're never, you know, I would say 98% of the arguments Sheila and I have ever had, Sheila wins them. Because I, even, it's even more now because the time we're done arguing, I've already forgot what, what we're arguing about. So, so there's no, no need to even, you know, worry about that and have any, any concern about it. But there is one person you will never win an argument with. You'll never, win, you'll never, ever, ever, ever win an argument with God. Because God knows you better than you know yourself. He knows everything about you. And you, no matter how much you argue with Him, God is always going to bring a point across. Boy, oh, Jonah realized that, didn't he? Don't mess with God. Don't mess with God. I truly believe some people say, well, preacher, why is... Why is some people look like they're, they're just miserable? Why are some people not growing? Why are some people just stuck in their ways? Why is people not growing in their relationship with God? Why is some churches not growing? Why is these things happening? Because I believe there's been a whole lot of people swallowed by some big fish. They're not doing it God's way. They're trying to do it their way. And a lot of people get in the fish and they don't want to get out. They just want to stay in that darkness. They want to stay away from God. They don't want, don't want to do it God's way because they know if they argue with God, they're not going to win. We as Christians know as the best thing that we can do in our life is to do it God's way. 
and listen to God and not argue with God, but say, God, I'm going to do what you asked me to do because there's something else we love to do. Sometimes we just love doing this. God, let me substitute what I think's best. God, let me tell you what I think's best, and maybe, just maybe, God, you'll like my plan better. Whoo! Watch out for the big fish, <laughs> right? Watch out for the big fish. God says, no, 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 no. There's no substitution in this. There's no substitution in this. You do it my way. I guarantee you there's something. Now, it's really not anything you really want to think about on a Sunday morning because we haven't been left and go out to eat and all those type of things. But I guarantee you it was no fun when Jonah got spit out of that big fish. Don't think he'd ever want to do it again. <laughs> do you? I don't think I'd want to do it again. You think Jonah learned a lesson? I think he did. I think he realized that God was bigger than he was. That God knew his plan and God was going to make sure he understood what the plan was. But you know what? I guarantee you something. Jonah made some more mistakes, didn't he? Jonah didn't always do it God's way. God, Jonah didn't always listen to God and do it God's way. This morning, folks, believe it or not, I told you I've never been in the belly of a big old fish. Thank God for that. Let me tell you what, God spewed me out a few times, hadn't he, you? And God says, I'm going to give you another chance. I'm going to give you a chance to, to live like you should live and listen to me and do my call. So today, in closing, wouldn't it be great if everybody inside of Bethlehem Church did it God's way? Amen. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't it be great if everybody inside of Bethlehem Church listened to the call of God and accepted that call? Amen? Wouldn't that be great? You know what's great about it? You still can. You still can today listen to God and do it God's way. You say, well, preacher, I, you know, that's good. That sounds good. That's really good. I enjoy being at church today. I, that's really, really good. But I'm just not ready for that. I'm just not going to do it God's way. Well... What's the title of the sermon? Watch out for that big fish. Because, see, you're not living on God's time, or on your time. You're living on God's time. And God knows what the plan is for you now, tomorrow, next week, the remainder of your life. God knows the day He's going to call you home. Are you willing to listen to that call? Are you willing to do God's will? This morning, whatever God's talked to you about today, He's talked to me. Hopefully, He's talked to you. Whatever God has talked to you about in your life that needs to change and you need to look at this morning, we invite you to make that decision this morning as we have our closing song. Joe and Lauren.